Someone watching tonight may have that one clue, that one vital piece of information that could help. This season, we're introducing a new toll-free 800 telephone number. Operators are standing by, so join me. You may be able to help solve a mystery. Episode 165 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host, Mr. Jacob P., and the place to be right across from me is your other co-host, Mr. Art. Mr. Art, can you say hello to the millions? And millions. What's up, fools? Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? Happy 5th of July. I don't know what day you listen to this on, but it's the 5th of July today. So, hope you enjoy your freedom, motherfuckers. Welcome to Earth, motherfuckers. <laughs> About you about to know. Well, oh, what does Dr. Dre say at the beginning of fucking Straight Outta Compton? You're now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yeah. Um, anyways, I want to give a couple of shout outs. I want to give a shout out to Caveman Coffee. Go to cavemancoffee.com. Type in their entire. Check out their entire inventory of of uh, coffees. That was I'm a really good Fourth uh, of July for this guy right here. Yeah. Huh? Check out their entire inventory coffees. I'm drinking some of their sparkling hibiscus tea. It's delicious. I fucking love it. I had to go buy some because uh, it's it's delicious and um, man, and it's paleo, so that's really all I've been doing lately. And it it, it takes the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really really enjoy it. Uh, they also have hoodies. They have T-shirts. They have all kinds of things. Uh, check it all out, man. Just go on their website and when you find something that you love. Type in America at checkout because that's how you get 15% off of your entire purchase. And it helps us by uh, just giving us some kickback to helping us somehow improve the podcast 1%. 1% at a time. Hell yeah, keep this podcast 100% free for y'all. Unless you're a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash America. That's the most direct way. To do it. Yeah, that's the most direct way. Um, all proceeds will go to benefit the listening ASMR effect of this podcast. And speaking of ASMR, last week I ate a huge ass breakfast burrito yeah. um, on air. I don't think I ate until like 10 p.m. the next day. Uh, but on top of that uh, breakfast burrito, you would notice that I was putting on a little bit of a, our newest sponsor on top of that breakfast burrito, which was some El Yucateco hot sauce, the king of flavor since 1968. Um, my God, this is some good shit. And um, I don't know if we should cuss when we, <laughs> when we promote them, but they are a family company. Not quite the Disney Corporation, but they are a great corporation. They just sent us uh, some cool swag in the mail that we will be giving out to uh, some uh, loyal listeners out there. So um, I encourage everybody to go out to the social media. Do do the Lord's work, if you will, and uh, shout out El Yucateco. You know, uh, you, you know, buy any one of their products. Right now I have four of their bottles up for display. I have... Uh, you know, the green and the red habanero sauce, as well as the triple X and the black label reserve, which is probably my favorite. Um, really? Sauce. I think the triple X is, oh my God, I can't mm-hmm. get over Like, my mouth literally waters just thinking about the triple X. Yeah, I we should have like some, ah, man, I fucked up again, man. We should have had some more ASMR right here, and I should have had some chips, and we should have tried all the flavors out. We should out. do that for a Patreon. For yeah. pa- Patreon, we'll get ASMR. We, we could get, get some, some ASMR for them. But, um, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what, oh my God. There's just, there's some things I. You know what? No, we we gotta do it right. We gotta do it right, man. I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> I want to cook some like real, 
some real tacos and like put some of that that sauce. Oh my gosh, so good. Green sauce on tacos is also very good. Let me tell you what green sauce tastes. The the green uh, habanero sauce tastes good on. So. Um, you know, my baby, you know, it's being babysat by my mom and she runs a daycare and she's watching our kid for free. Now, anybody that has kids out there knows that daycare is not cheap. And so my mom has been watching the, the, her grandson <laughs> basically for free and oh. I feel bad. And so like every, you know, so even give your mom Alicateco sauce. Yeah. I said, mom, I pull side. out her tongue. I'm like, this is going to kill the Corona. And I just dump it down <laughs> her throat or whatever. Like, I said, just take it. Be uh, gone, Corona. <laughs> 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 it's like holy water. You like, you like push her by the forehead and she like falls over. <laughs> I get some triple X and I just make the sign of the cross. <laughs> Your mom starts speaking in tongues, but really she, her mouth is just burning. She starts speaking like Spanish and shit. Uh, has she tried this? And No joke. Like, I don't know. I don't mean, uh, yeah. Oh, go so, ahead. So um, my mom, um, you know, every week we, we go and we give her like supplies. So we'll give the kids like, you know, gallons of orange juice or, you know, we'll, my, or Perla, she'll cook like some food for, you know, the daycare kids to eat. And so my mom was like, man, I'm really craving some Mexican food. My mom's white as fuck, by the way. And so she, my Perla is like, okay, what do you want? And so she's like, man, can you make some enchiladas? And you've had, you know, my girlfriend's enchiladas. They're they're fucking delicious. The green ones. Oh, yes, yes. I have, but she them. makes them super spicy. So uh, my mom's uh, cousins who also work there at the daycare, you know, they're, they're white as fuck. You know, they put some onions on their fucking food and it's fucking beyond you know, their palate, you know, they can't handle, oh, this is some spicy food. Mm. And so she had to, you know, calm down the enchiladas a little bit, you know, and she had to make it with uh, the jalapenos as, as opposed to uh, serranos or habaneros, right? And so I'm used to that flavor, the serrano flavor, a habanero flavor. And so she made it for dinner that night and, you know, all the leftovers, or I shouldn't say leftovers, but, you know, the rest was going to go to my mom and my cousins, you know, to, for watching the baby. And so I was eating it and I was like, wow, like, this, I mean, it has the flavor because you know it's got a jalapeno in it, but it's just like doesn't have any kick to it. So I got some of this green El Yucateco hot sauce on there. I put that on there, and oh my god, it raised the level of those enchiladas to just like even better than if she would have cooked it with straight up habaneros or um, serranos to begin with. Goddamn, I, I'm no joke. Like my palate is just like tingling looking at them. The, all right, so this just a quick breakdown. The green sauce right here, mm-hmm. that's my, if I'm eating a, a bean burrito, that's mm-hmm. my sauce, the green one. Delicious. Black, I've said it a million times. I need to experiment more with the black, but for the most part, tuna and avocado, mm-hmm. That that's like that's your thing right there. This is more of a breakfast one. This is, I, I, in my red. opinion, the red is the lightest, so like I usually put it on my eggs. I usually mm-hmm. put it on very like, uh, sometimes I'll put it on tacos as well, but it's it's, Probably the lightest one. It's mm-hmm. it's if if you're not into spicy things, go with red. This motherfucker right here. Triple X. <laughs> Triple X. We oh talk about Vin Diesel either, baby. This on like tacos al pastor. Oh my god, dude. I, I'm I'm like a huge tacos al pastor fan right now, and I just think all you need is the meat, the like onions and cilantro, and the sauce, mm. and you have like an amazing taco. Like you're done. Like, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. That's your taco. My god, dude. Mm. I'm. Mouth is watering just thinking about oh, it. So you know what we're going to be doing after this podcast? We're going to be getting <laughs> down. We're going to get thicker than a Snickers even more so. So uh, <laughs> shout out once again to El Yucateco. And you don't have to you know, use any kind of promo code because El Yucateco is very economical. You can go to anywhere they sell food, and they sh- pretty much should be selling this. So, you it's know, ninety nine. Yeah, or even or less. $1.35. You get the red for like $1.25 at Walmart, Somebody I on the uh, Sofa King website or Sofa King Facebook posted they just stole some. Mm. We don't recommend that, bitch. but, you know, hey, do what you do what thou wilt, as Aleister Crowley would say. So, yeah. But just get on some of that, post it to your social media, tag us, tag El Yucateco, and I will send you out some free swag. So El Yucateco, El Yucateco they sent us out some sunglasses, they sent us some pins, they sent us some stickers, they even sent us out some socks and some sunglasses, if you will. So, hey, you tag us, you tag them, I see it, it looks cool, I'll send you something out for free, so... Shout out to them. Shout out to them, indeed. Yeah. So, with that said, Art, do you want to go ahead and jump into this week's topic? Yeah, man. This was a. This was for me. This is a weird one to research because, um, I, 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 I had, I knew about this one for a while, but for the most part, whenever I got down to like, all right, now here are the popular theories. Here are the things. <laughs> I thought they were so like, like, not far fetched, but like almost like 
over romanticized mm-hmm. like oh this is like it just seems so like grandiose and i was like, i know it goes from like witchcraft to like fucking world war ii nazism yeah. and spy versus spy and all sorts well, of crazy shit we'll, we'll get into that I'll, i'm sure you have the theories i didn't even write very many i just hand wrote like this is theory one theory two and that's mm-hmm. it i didn't even write the theories of like how in depth they were getting but anyways um this one is i guess the, the popular name for it is who put bella in the witch elm mm-hmm. And it's it's been around for whatever. It's obviously way before we were alive. Mm-hmm. But I heard about this probably like four years ago for the first time. Mm-hmm. I heard about it and I was like, wow, that's really, really, really interesting. Um, but at the same time, we didn't have a podcast then. So, <laughs> so we didn't talk about it for a really long time until now. Obviously, we're covering it now. So Yeah, that's cool. I mean... <laughs> I don't I I've I've heard similar stories to this just because I mean it takes place in you know Great Britain and uh, Birmingham I believe and so like there's always like folk tales about things like this around World War II because this whole story revolves around World War II and um when you first presented this topic to me you know I did my like little like well I'm gonna skim over Wikipedia real quick and see what this is and my, the first thing that came into my mind is uh, you know hey it was during a bomb raid so this is the exact same time you know uh fucking hitler was moving west trying to take over all of europe and you know there was bombing raid raids going on in england and you know you you would hear stories of people like hiding under you know cars being crushed uh, people going into buildings you know the building collapsing and crushing them um or you know going into things like a witch elm tree uh, or hollow witch elm tree and, you know, getting stuck or, hey, like not being discovered for a couple of days and being emaciated and whatnot. So that's what my initial thought was right here when it comes to like the theories. But um, like Art was alluding to, like there are some fantastical uh, theories out as to how Bella ended up into this witch elm. But Art, do you want to go ahead and uh, jump into a little bit of the, the background story on this? Yeah. So I believe it's, is it 1943? Um, nineteen. Oh, when the four boys find her. Yeah. Um, let me see. Cause I, yeah, yeah, nineteen forty three. Okay, yeah. so in nineteen forty three, there were four boys. Do you have the four boys' names? Yes, I do. Uh, the first one I got is Robert Hart, Thomas Willets, Bob Farmar, like Jordan Farmar's great, 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 great grandfather, and Fred Payne. Okay, so the the four boys they were out looking through this like wooded area, right? The wooded mm-hmm. area is in Storberg. I believe that's what the place is called, in Hagley Woods, mm-hmm. which already sounds like a Tim Burton. We were talking about... <laughs> on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we're, on our Patreon, we we're talking about um, uh, Beetlejuice. So anyways, yeah, Hagley Woods just sounds like something straight out of a Tim Burton movie. But um, and in my mind, have you ever seen Sleepy Hollow? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I was, I was imagining going. like in the whole time. I was like, man, that sounds like Sleepy Hollow all the Johnny way. Johnny Depp's is like walking around aimlessly there with a bunch of unnecessary like arm accessories. I got to watch that movie now. Um <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, it's Hagley Woods. These four boys are digging around. They're looking all over the place. They're looking for a bird's nest. Also, they were looking for rabbits, which is, like, the most, like, European thing you can do. I'm going to look for (laughs) bird's eggs and rabbits so I can cook it in the stew. So they don't bite my thumbs off. And it's like, (laughs) oh, all right, whatever. Um, So, yeah, these these boys are going around looking for this. And uh, I believe it was, was it the Farmar boy? Uh, I think it's Willette. Thomas Willett. Thomas Willett. Um, okay, so Thomas Willett, who's a 15-year-old boy? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So um, they find a uh, witch elm, which is like a weird tree. I've never seen a witch elm in my life. So I don't think we have those here. No, not not here in the – us Yanks, we don't have one of those. Um, what I would see like when I was researching this topic is like one of those trees. It looked like something like out of – straight out of like Lord of the Rings, you know, where like the trees, the ints, they come alive. Where they're like all like – yeah, like 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 weird like. This roots. is why you got to watch the YouTube because um, <laughs> <laughs> storing up gang signs. <laughs> like it's like all these like branches that intertwine outside of the, you know the soil and whatnot. But when I actually looked up like a a witch elm, which is not witch like you know like hocus pocus, but like W I C H, um, it looks more like like a like a haggardy ass bush like with fucking like thorns all over the place yeah. and whatnot. So it's more bush like if you could say. Um as opposed to like, you know, this weird like Lord of the Wing Lord of the Rings like entry, if you will. But um when you look up this story, like that's the tree you see. But a witch elm more or less is like I would say like our version of like a like a sago palm, just like with more like uh leaves spread out. Yeah. 
it, it looks creepy in the pictures. I don't know if the everywhere I was looking, they were specifically choosing mm-hmm. creepy witch elms. Yeah. And the name itself, well, witch elm, sounds kind of creepy. Total Tim Burton. Tim Burton needs to do this into a movie, turn this into a movie. Uh-huh. But um, they get the 15-year-old boy to go in there and check for bird's eggs. And what he finds is a skull, a semi-decomposed skull. Ugh. And um, it has... Like the hair is still kind of there. It's still, it's semi decomposed. The skin is falling off, but the skin is actually like kind of glued to the skull Mm -hmm. itself. It has some strange features. The teeth are something that'll keep coming up. The teeth are very much unique (laughs) in its way, especially if if you Google the pictures. It's hard to describe. I wouldn't even attempt to try to describe these teeth, but you just have to go online and check out the the teeth. If the National Enquirer found this skull, they would say it was Satan's skull. Yeah, this is the kind of shit that like what a real boxer's teeth would look like if they if we they didn't live in like today's <laughs> medical sciences. Kim Kardashian's plastic surgeon, the <laughs> dentist, didn't exist. Yes. Yeah. So it, they're essentially fucked up looking teeth. It's very much you can't see the skull without noticing that these teeth are very abnormal. Yes. To the point they're saying that this is more more of a birth effect than anything else. This is not just like hey, you just need braces or something. <laughs> <laughs> like they're very fucked up. So um. The boys find this. They freak the fuck out. They make a path, a pact to each other that they're never going to talk about this. We're going to keep this, take this shit to our graves because they were trespassing. Yes. And apparently the guy that owns this land was known to be like this very like reclusive asshole guy that yeah. didn't really fuck with anybody else. Do you have his name? Uh, Lord Codebomb. Okay, code bomb. Code or bomb. It might be. It might, it might be mispronouncing. It, I so don't, don't have his name. Don't so take my word for it. Let's call him Code Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mr. Code Bomb. Nobody fucks with Mr. Code Bomb. Um, but it, but anyways, the boys go home. I believe it is the. I wrote down. I definitely wrote down Bob. The Bob kid. Bob mm-hmm. Farmer. Is that his name? Yes. So Bob Farmer is really the kid that really struggles with this the hardest. He apparently is having night tremors, which I. Had, don't know what that is. I assume that that's like a panic attack in the middle of the night, uh, which sounds shitty as fuck because these kids are like really young. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine like finding a skull and like what it traumatizes you at, like the effects of like that'll take place in a boy's body of like just being that freaked out. Yeah. And having to keep a secret. Um, so anyways, he's having these night tremors in the middle of the night and he's like having all kinds of issues with his sleep. Eventually he has to tell his parents. So he tells his parents like, Hey, Mom, Dad, Jordan Farmar, (laughs) 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 Mr. Jordan Farmar, Um, we found a skull. It's hidden in this witch elm. Um, What do we do? So the parents go and do the responsible thing to tell the police, which is what anybody would hopefully do. Yes. So then the whole town gets together. Let's Let's get to the fucking bottom of this shit. They find the entire body of this woman lodge inside of the witch elm and i say lodge because we'll get into some of the theories later on of like what we think happened to her um but she's in there she's definitely stuck in there and she's wearing relatively nice clothes all the tags are taken off of it i believe she's wearing a cardigan which made me want to listen to that band the cardigans (laughs) (laughs) love me love me. yeah that's her one hit um but um She's wearing a cardigan. She has brown hair. She has fucked up teeth, and she's missing a hand. Mm-hmm. Now the hand is found. I believe it's like a mile down the road. So, no, it's a little bit closer than that because they find like some some of the other bones like a little bit scattered around okay. and whatnot. It looks so. like an animal took her hand. Correct. So I, I think that it was like it was scattered all over. I saw that it was like a mile down the road, but it could have uh-huh. been like they found traces of it for a while. Yeah, and the furthest one was just a mile away. True. Um, but essentially, this is the crime scene that we have. We have a woman stuck inside of a tree, and she doesn't look like she's homeless because her clothes looks relatively nice. Mm-hmm. But she also looks like she had some kind of like strange defect, birth defect uh-huh. involving her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and this is really where the story goes dry for a while, unless you have something else. Yeah, and then they also they found inside of her 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 mouth was like. You know, she was asphyxiated upon like a, oh yeah a, yeah a tuffet I want to say or a tuffetta, uh-huh. which I, they think might have came from her own clothes, but they don't know. Yeah, and I would look that up like what it was, and it's like kind of like those like little hangy ball things. Like uh, we're Mexican, so like you know, like on a sombrero, like there's like a hangy ball decoration that comes off <laughs> of like the hats or whatever sometimes, and then like I guess tuffetas like on a dress, it's like kind of like a 
like a little broom looking thing that like it's like a decorative thing that comes off the bottom of the dress okay. I guess at this time and I guess like someone like pulled one of those off and like shoved it down her throat so so because they, they later on they take the body to a professor James Webster who was like a forensic examiner and he estimates that this body's been in there for 18 months and he estimates you know it was about you know October of 1941 that this person um, passed away and that she was still warm when she was placed inside of the hollowness of the tree uh, because there's no way somebody would have been able to climb in there and you know pass away as well as you know they wouldn't have murdered her rigor mortis would have set in and she would have been able to you know maneuver all the way up in there yeah so they, they, he theorizes like hey you know they choked her out or they stuffed it down her throat you know suffocated her to death if you will body's still warm you know they uh you know hide the body within the tree and it was sitting there for 18 months and they he, he estimates it's around October's because, you know, hey, you know, the elements of, uh, you know, being in a witch elm around, because where this is at is around Birmingham, England, which is like western, midwestern England. And, it, you know, the weather's going to, you know, October, that's like when the weather starts to change. You know, uh, the, the coldness of it is going to preserve the, you know, the decomposition for quite a while. Um, then it's going to go through a summer and then it's going to go through another period of cold where, you know, the ends up, you know, the kids end up finding it, you know, in April of 1943. So that's why, you know, they come up with that theory of that. But um, they think that it is a murder just off the base of the fact that they found that tafeta, if you will, in the throat. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, the hand missing could have been multiple things did they i don't i didn't see anything the hand was missing but did they say anything like it was chopped off or it was just missing um i mean we can get into that theory if you want um because well we'll wait we'll wait on the theories okay. let's, let's wait on the theories because then the, the case actually kind of goes cold for a while yes nothing's really going on i believe it's four years later um, well then also too remember the they asked like dentists like in the area oh like, yeah yeah they brought in dentists to check out her teeth because mm-hmm, it looked like she had some dental work mm-hmm uh, and everybody was like, nope, doesn't look familiar to me. Yeah, which is weird because, like, as you mentioned, like, these teeth are super familiar. Like, you would think, like, hey, like, oh, yes, I looked on that, you know, that person. Because they were able to determine off of the shoes, like, hey, only four people bought this pair of shoes. And, you know, the the all three of the other people were being were able to be identified, but nobody could identify the fourth, who bought the fourth pair. And so the same thing with the teeth, super you know, out there looking teeth, yeah. but no dentist in the area could like match that up to any dental records at the time. The crazy thing about it is somebody made a, like, this is what she would have looked like if she was alive. Oh yeah. Photo. You can find it online. It's pretty easy to find. <laughs> but or Instagram. It is one of the most like difficult faces to look at. And I'm not shaming anybody. Everybody's beautiful in their own way. You are beautiful. Everybody's no beautiful. But, I don't know if the artist just did like a bad job and gave her like a man face, <laughs> but he gives her like this weird like chiseled chin face <laughs> and like these like really messed up teeth. The artist did no justice to this woman. Yeah, we're gonna we're fucking shame the artist. Though. Yeah, fuck the artist, man. <laughs> <laughs> Step up your job. Yeah, anyway, for real, man. Um, but um, like you said, you know, the case went cold for uh, four years, and then I believe um, I believe this is where you're going yeah. with um. You know, they end up seeing like on the side of, I believe it was like a barn or like some kind mm-hmm. of factory of like who put Lubella in the witch elm was like graffitied um, across, you know, the side of this barn or factory, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it was spelled correctly, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. because there will be others. <laughs> 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 um, so it is it is spelled correctly. And, it, and this is the first time that people, oh, and it also makes reference to it says like who put Bella in the witch elm, and then it says like, um, what's the city that they're that they found her in in um, Hagley. oh Hagley Woods and yeah. of Hagley Woods or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't really bring up that part because it isn't it's too long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyways, that's that's in there, and so um, it's it kind of kicks up that case again. People were interested in this again. Mm-hmm. The police think that it's either you know somebody that witnessed it, or perhaps even the killer might have done this as well. Yeah. See, that's the part I I don't think it was the killer. No, it's I like, don't either. Why would the killer want? It's four years have passed already, and like, why? And I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> um, and then it it reappears, right? It reappears it reappears in a different place as well. Um. Yes. It was. Um. 
on like the the witchberry obelisk. So it's like this big old like think of like the Seattle like Space Needle. Mm-hmm. I believe um, in Birmingham they have or near Birmingham um, outside of the woods they have like this big obelisk uh, that's just like this big old like fucking uh, I don't want to say prehistoric, <laughs> but it's like this you know old English looking you know creepy ass. It should it should be it should belo- it belongs on the cover of a Black Sabbath album cover. You know they're near Birmingham, so fuck it, why not? But it's like this big old you know spa- like. Old space. Obelisks in general are creepy to me. Like the Washington Monument and those types of things. Yeah. It's like, what is the point of it? There's some fucking like Illuminati bullshit going on <laughs> yeah. with this shit. And it's like in the middle of nowhere. But again, you see that somebody graffitied in the same handwriting who put Bella in the witch elm. Yeah. Do, do you have the other cases? Because it appears a couple of more times. Um, yeah, and I guess like from like 1944. Um, and then the research I was doing showed all the way up through the uh, 1970s. Yeah. Like it would keep appearing like Obviously all over town. Obviously that's not the same person. No. <laughs> but, um, you know, another podcast I was listening to was referencing other cases of, you know, the you know graffiti, you know, all the way up until the 90s of this happening. And in my mind, what I'm thinking is just like, oh, it's like a local legend, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, like it. You know, the, the townsfolk, you know, they have like this uh, this folklore about, you know, this legend of, you know, Bella and the Witch Elm. And, you know, every once in a while, you know, you have a sleepy Saturday and, you know, little 14-year-olds, you know, go looking. As opposed to looking for fucking uh, Robin's eggs, they go out and graffiti on the local pub, you know, who put Bella and the Witch Elm. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely a huge possibility of what's going on there. Because. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard of this town. <laughs> I haven't heard of this town, so I'm assuming that they don't have a lot of local legends. That must be their biggest one. Their mm-hmm. claim to fame is, like, who put Bella on the witch elm? They got to put that shit on postcards. Uh, if I was the mayor of that town, that's the first thing I'd do is, like, we got to make these a postcard thing, man. First <laughs> thing you got to do is hire a different artist to get, like, a better rendition of, like, who put Bella, or this Bella, like, uh, that's true. Uh, reconstruction. We got to clean his obelisk is what we got to do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, do you want to jump into the theories? So, yeah. So the first one, and I don't really have them hashed out. Mm-hmm. So I'll just spit it out. And then if you have the really hashed out one, which it looks like you might have more hashed out notes than I do here. But the first one that pops up a lot is that Bella was a Nazi spy. Oh, yes. And so that's the f- that's the first one I saw. And I'm, I, I just have them here in, in the order I found them in. This is a really popular one. And... <laughs> and I, I the first thing I'll say about it, and I'll let Jacob go into why people think this, but... I just keep thinking, one, her face is really fucked up. <laughs> like, if you're going to be a spy, you might want to be, like, the most, like, bland-looking dude that blends into the background. Right. Or a woman that blends into the background. See, I thought that, too. Like, like every time, like, I see James Bond, like, it's always, like, some dashing, like, dapper man. Like, it's like, no, you don't want somebody like that. You want somebody that's, like, going to look like, like a transient or something like yeah. that. You know, like, or, like, just, like, your everyday dude, like, oh, I got to get to work to Best Buy. Yeah. That's who. Those are the people you should work like look out for and make sure that they're not spies. Mm-hmm. So um, with that, I mean, there's a couple of theories around the whole spy theory. So um, the first one is that she was a Dutch spy, and that she was actually the uh, girlfriend uh, for a German spy named Joseph Jacobs, um, and that you know she was a cabaret singer named Clara Burrell. Which you know, I'm thinking in my mind like Burrell. You know, that could be like Dutch or German for fucking you know. Bella, if you will. I don't know. I didn't take the time to Google translate it, but mm-hmm. we'll just say it for um, you know the sake of this. But she's related to Robert Baratheon. I think. <laughs> I, think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. It's possible. Um, but uh, Joseph Jacobs um, was a German spy, and like I was saying, with the whole you know World War Two thing, where you know they, they there was bombings on you know Britain. And what would happen as well is is you know spies they would parachute into places like Hagley Wood, and you know they would spy and do their job <laughs> on um you know the whatever strategic land that they were trying to look at and i guess Hagley wood like there was some important places within there was i believe like an armory that they were looking at that was making you know things for you know the british effort you know against germany and so you know joseph jacobs he was parachuted in there he was caught by you know a constable if you will and um they found in his coat pocket they found like a picture of you know what he said was his girlfriend uh which was this uh, miss clara burrell uh, who was a cabaret singer who was also, and this like kind of reminded me of fucking uh, Inglorious Bastards, who was working as a double agent, you know, as, yeah. um, you know, a spy and uh, uh, a cabaret singer who could also speak, um, you know, the accent of a Birmingham, you know, citizen. 
And um, she was also supposed to parachute, but they lost contact with her. And he was saying, you know, when he got caught that, oh, yeah, that was Bella. You know, she got caught, too, you know, later on when she got parachuted in. Uh, but the only problem with that is this, this this actual Clara Burrell was a real person. She was a real spy. And the only problem with that is, is she was described to be about six feet tall. So she was a very tall lady. And the actual Bella that was found uh, in the witch elm was only about five feet tall. Yeah. And then the other problem with this is I believe like in 2014, they actually found record that, you know, uh, Clara, she actually uh, was found to have passed away in a Berlin uh, hospital in 1942. So, you know, within the midst of uh, World War Two. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that to me, that was the most popular one that I found right away. Mm-hmm. It just seems very unlikely. The next one that you see a lot, and I think it ties in because it's, like I was saying earlier, it's that Tim Burton vibe. <laughs> yeah. the, the name of Witch Elm sounds creepy already. But some people think that this could have been some kind of witchcraft mm-hmm. or some kind of satanic ritual, um, which at the same time, it reminded me of it. I actually wrote down the movie because I just watched this movie the other day um, called The Ritual. Kim and Kett did an episode about that. Shout out to Podbelly Network. Go oh, check yeah. them out. Um, but uh, oh, they're about to have their 100th episode soon, so shout, shout out to them again. But um, they just covered that movie, The Ritual, and it kind of reminded me of that because it's basically a bunch of dudes like walking through the woods and like there's like all these like woodland people that live out there. And this this is something that's very European mm-hmm. because although we have like people that live in the woods here, those those are people who are called Native Americans. <laughs> um, and it's like that's uh, we're they're well, I wouldn't say they're not feared. I don't fear them. I, like, but I'm sure that there's like really racist Trump supporters that like look at them as like people that don't belong here, even though this is their land. Yeah. Um, but I think in, in Europe, they're kind of looked as like second sit in second, like second, second, second class, second class. What was I thinking? Yeah. Second class. Citizen. Second amendment citizens. Yeah. Second class citizens or like citizens that are like not as civilized as like the mm-hmm. other European people in there. And that's like a real thing. So I could see how there's, especially in this, in this part of, of England where like you know Aussie's from there's like this weird love of the occult and all these things mm-hmm. that are going on there it's particularly this wood as well like this was like a big place where like you know witchcraft was a big deal in within these woods mm-hmm. yeah no definitely and like even the, that guy's land it was known they had tales before this whole thing of it being a very like dark and mysterious like again very Tim Burton-ish with like I can only imagine like the fog and the moss and like all these like weird deer that are living there um yeah so like the whole thing about it being some kind of witchcraft i don't put it past it it seems plausible even the name too uh bella uh-huh. like you think about the actual like uh herb if you will or whatever the plant is uh, called belladonna you know not just a porn star which i don't recommend uh porn hubbing um <laughs> that's a porn star belladonna yes uh don't <laughs> Don't recommend uh, looking that up, uh, but you know it's a you know Stevie Nicks gets you know you know cast as a witch because you know I believe she has a song called Belladonna, uh, which is you know like an some kind of um, element that's used within witchcraft as well. So Bella Belladonna, you know, there's all these um, things that people are reaching for, like oh it must be something to do with an occult. Yeah, I mean, it they're. The occult is definitely something that's out there. There's always people that are going to go that extra mile and go, like, super extreme and try to do, like, these, like, ritual sacrifices and those types of things. Again, I bring up the hand thing because we don't – I didn't see anything that said that it was definitely chopped off or if it was, like, Mm -hmm. cut off due to, like, animals biting it off or anything like that. Predation. Predation, yes. So, I mean, but if it was cut off, it seems very ritualistic. Mm -hmm. And and the fact that it's a witch elm, I – the reason I don't believe in the spy one is because to know that that is there in that witch elm, enough space to put an entire body in, it has to be somebody that knows the land. It has to be somebody that's lived there long enough, more than just a spy that's just there doing work and like Correct. checking out their like steel mills or whatever it <laughs> might be. Um, so I think it's somebody that knows the land. I think that the, that like if it's some kind of satanic ritual, they might know the land because in Satanism, you have to like you have na- to nature. Nature is the church, the devil, <laughs> and yeah. so like you know, you know nature a lot more than like the average Joe. So like, 
I could see that actually happening. This seems to be the theory that I buy into the most, and okay. I think that it's the least popular because maybe it's the least romantic one. Uh-huh. But there's just like some weirdos out there that are just like fuck it, like nobody's gonna miss this. And she also had signs that she had given birth in the past. Uh huh. So that baby. Yeah, where's that baby? Also, she could have been a part of like, that satanic group already, and and maybe that you know maybe she wanted to leave the group or something like that. Like maybe that's why nobody really knew who she was to begin or maybe with. She offered herself up as a sacrifice. Maybe yeah, it's possible. But that whole like baby thing was like really interesting to me. That there's where is the baby? Like did well, obviously there's no orphanage records of like saying like that one baby. <laughs> Lubella. Yeah. So I don't know. I I thought that one was the most realistic one well in 1953 margaret margaret murray who's like an anthropologist and an archaeologist she agrees with you art because she says that she believes it was a black magic ritual called the hand of glory now i kind of i don't know for whatever reason i picture fucking bruce lee saying that um i don't know what movie that's all about glory baby yeah he says something like that and he goes imagine this within all of its glory so i just imagine bruce lee right there saying you know hand of glory right there but um uh, she says it's very much connected um, to the occult um, and very much connected to a similar murder that happened not too far away where a man was uh, basically stabbed to death with his own, like, pitchfork, mm-hmm. and the same thing happened. Like, he was missing, you know, one of his hands. Um, she said this is a very common occurrence within the occult where, you know, hey, they will remove the hand of a thief, um, remove the hand of a murderer. So we don't know if, hey, you know, she committed some kind of crime against these witches because, again, we said that, hey, this the, this wooded area was known for, you know, witchcraft. And I'm not saying which sect of it. I don't know. You got some, you know, people out there, you know, shout out to Mandy from the podcast, you know, dabbles in some of that. Um, We don't know if she, you know, did something to this coven, if you will, to piss them off for it. You know, and this was, you know, the the payback for it, if you will. Um, So I kind of went and did some due diligence on this and looked up what a hand of glory um, ritual is. And it's pretty fucking brutal. So you take the, you know, the person who committed whatever atrocity, you chop off their left hand, which is, you know, like the deviant hand, if you will, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know. And what you do is, is from that person's fat, you make candle wax. And then on each end of the hand, you know, each finger, you know, you use their own hair, which hair was, you know, there on there Mm -hmm. and you use it as a wick and you light that to, you know, you know, get rid of their offense. And you, but there's this whole like ritual behind the hand of glory where you have to like pickle it and, you know, certain, you know, chemicals and agents and herbs, if you will. And I didn't see a lot of evidence that supported that, you know, where, you know, hey, you know, they pickled the hand, you know, they preserved it, if you will. They, you know, rendered her fat into, you know, candle wax and used some of her hair because the way I, it was described by the police, it was just kind of like you know, cast off to the side and then, you know, time kind of like buried it under some leaves. It looked like some, you know, raccoons or fucking. And this is a theory that it could have been that ritual. And yeah. that, that's a more of a witch ritual, not so much like a satanic ritual, which is mm-hmm. two completely different things. But I, th- that's why I think it could have been something that people that live out there, like fucking, even if it's not like witch related, like there's still some fucking weirdos out there that like yeah. live in the woods that could have just done this as a one off. Yeah. Um, there was no sign of sexual abuse, was there? Um, I don't know if it would be possible to At to that time, that probably not. They probably yeah. weren't checking that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or even if the, the, there would be any kind of possibility that it could have been sexual abuse because it was just a skeleton at that time. Yeah, um, you're right, you're right. I mean, unless it's like Dong was a sword or something like that. Or a fucking <laughs> this guy's tomahawk. Dong was crazy. Well, had a fucking tomahawk for a cock. This guy's dick cut off her hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but yeah, so that's one of the theories. I, in my opinion, I think that's the most likely. Yeah. And not that it's like witches or anything like that, or satanic. It could have just been a one-off thing. It could have even been the guy that owns the land. Like that's true. we know very little about the guy that owns the land. Uh, we know that he's reclusive. We know that people didn't really want to fuck with him, and, it, and he was very protective about his land. And if maybe he caught her going through his land and said like, "Oh fuck no," and like release the hounds. Yeah killed her and then just like stuff her down that one hole we know of yeah possibility just saying i'm throwing that one out there very simple but very possible the 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 other one i saw and this is actually the last one i have you might have more than me but uh that she was a german actress um also very similar to like that german spy thing it was a little more in depth i actually didn't really understand this actually they lost me a german actress 
because I was like, what fucking movies are sh- is she doing? Like, <laughs> assuming that that picture was like 90% accurate. Yeah. I don't know what movies have <laughs> her in. I don't know either. And this is like the time too, like where it's like you have to have like a fucking starlet, you know, oh, as yeah. and whatnot. Like you're not going to see very um, unappealing women of her nature in, in film at this time. So um, that's one that I saw as well. Uh, one of the ones that I saw too was that um, an Uma Mossop, you know, I guess she wrote in, you know, to a newspaper, um, the Wolver, Wolver, Wolverton Times, if you will, um, under the name of Anna, and said that, you know, hey, her ex-husband, Jack Mossop, and a Dutch friend of his, um, who only went by the name of Van Ralt, you know, there's two things that could have happened here. Is that, you know, it goes along the lines of the whole sexual assault thing that, hey, you know, Jack told her that, you know, him and this Van Ralt guy, you know, they went out, you know, to go drink at this pub, and then this barmaid, which is, just fanciness for, you know, a prostitute, you know, became, you know, familiar with Van Ralt. And um, he ended up, you know, sexually assaulting her, stuffing the taffeta down her throat. And then, you know, they freak out, you know, and they, you know, stuff her in the witch helm. And another theory, you know, another story she gives, if you will, is that, you know, hey, the men saw this drunk lady at the bar. You know, they thought it would be, you know, funny that, you know, hey, she's passed out. Why don't we, you know, we take her to, you know, this uh, this forest and just put her in, you know, this hollow tree that we know about conveniently and then let her, you know, freak out when she wakes up that, you know, hey, she's in this hollow tree. And then, you know, by accident, quote unquote, she ends up, uh, you know, passing away. Um, that seems like the most fucked up. Those are like some fucking yeah. sociopath. Like those are the same dudes from like like the Duke University kids that like <laughs> yeah. raped a girl. Like yeah, those, that's that level like of bullshit. Yeah, and I don't buy that one. I don't either. I mean, it's possible though, uh, because I guess there is like police records of you know the police stopping somebody on, or two gentlemen on their way to Hagley Wood, and you know this is some fucked up police shit too as well, where you know the police they see you know a naked woman in the back seat of a car, you know only being covered up by a. A piece, of, a piece of cloth that would have had like one of those hangy ball things, those taffetas on there, and that they just let them continue on their business. Like, oh, okay, they're two gentlemen. They know what they're doing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is actual record of that, um, but that was it. You know, the police let it go. Um, another thing that happened with this is is that, you know, Jack Mossop isn't alive or wasn't alive at this time to be able to corroborate that story with from Uma Mossop um, because he later on was committed to a, a hospital, you know, in the area, um, because he started to have mental breakdowns because he would frequently, as well as, you know, that little boy have night terrors about a skull looking at him and, you know, freaking him out every night. So, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, dies, I believe like a year later in that mental institution, you know, due to his own natural causes, I guess you could say. That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, one that I just remembered, uh, they were also having like those sirens for uh, like bomb raids or whatever. Yes. So that was another thing that was going on at this time. One of the one of the theories that I saw was that she ran in there to try to protect herself from a mm-hmm. bomb raid. Um, it seems pretty crazy. I don't know if I don't I don't see like I guess she was pretty small mm-hmm. uh, to try to to try to jam herself into that the air. hollow of a tree. Yeah, to the hollow of a tree, and then. But at the same time, it's like, what is she again? Like those boys, like those boys knew that they weren't supposed to be there, mm-hmm. and what was she doing there? Like, there's no reason. Like, was she out there also looking for rabbits and like birds' nest? <laughs> like, it it's such a weird thing. Like, it doesn't make sense why she would be out there. Correct. Unless, unless like she knew someone out there. Maybe she wasn't alone. There's no. Mm-hmm. I don't think that. I, I don't think it's the bombing raid thing. Although I did see that theory online that she just heard a bombing raid siren and then decided to jump in there. I don't know. I don't buy that one. It's possible. I mean, I mean, it's been like what, like 20, 60, almost 70 years since like this has happened. You know, nobody's been able to, you know, solve it. Um, one of the, the theories that I think is more possible is that, hey, it's somebody that fell through the cracks. Um you know, a lot of people out there said, you know, hey, it's possible, you know, it was some kind of gypsy, somebody that just, you know, was roaming yeah. the land. Um, at this time, you know, gypsies were very frowned upon people that, hey, you know, it's just like, it's kind of like how, like, 
not to get too political here, it's kind of like how you, you mentioned, you know, racist Trump supporters. Yeah. You know, they look at, you know, you know black people or Native Americans, you know. At that time, that's how gypsies were. They would were. look at gypsies like, yeah, they look very, get out of my country, you gypsy. Yeah. <laughs> how come Trump doesn't talk about gypsies? I don't know. Somebody should. should bring that up. I'm going to tweet at him right now. I'll be like, Trump, what's your stance on gypsies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We could get like a press uh, fucking uh, credentials, dude, and fucking be like, and ask that White House representative lady about that. So uh, what's the president's stand on gypsies? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, gypsies are, there's a lot of people saying that they're bringing drugs, they're bringing <laughs> crime. Some bad hombres. There's some, bi- there's some rapists, and some of them might be good people, but what is the president's stance? <laughs> so um (laughs) to back that theory up in 2014 uh bbc radio 4 um you know they were saying that hey you know there might be something to you know una mossep's uh you know theory that hey it could have been uh, a barmaid (laughs) or a prostitute because um also around this time in 1941 there is police record that you know there was a you know a trans a known transient um prostitute you know not to put it any other better way than that that you know hey that she would work you know the streets. sex worker you call her a sex worker hey shout out to all our <laughs> sex workers out there you know go to their only fans and support them during these corona times but you know there was a known prostitute you know that kind of that went by the name of bella as a nickname you know that would you know frequent you know that area you know she would disappear for you know years yeah, on end that, that would make would, sense actually she would work you know around the Hagleywood area because that's where you know people would go and do you know their business you know get their little you know you know, uh, dude ranch spunked sh- in her face. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then they would carry on with her business, but then she would disappear. And I guess it was reported, you know, that she did, you know, disappear because, you know, there wasn't anybody to, you know, get their dude ranch milked out of them. Yeah. I, you know what? It makes sense. It makes sense. I, I hadn't heard that theory, but that actually makes a lot of sense. It makes sense why nobody knows her now. Correct. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the dude that knew the prostitute. Yeah. With the fucked up teeth. Especially at that time period. Like, you know, it's, completely different like mm-hmm. i feel like maybe because we have like las vegas and there's like amsterdam now and like the red light district but maybe like sex worker it's a little less taboo and more right. becoming in the light now but during this time period where everybody's like trying to be super righteous and super close with god nobody wants to be that dude that's like linked to a prostitute and i'm mm-hmm. using air quotes here so don't say yeah. hate mail about being sexist or anything like that but i'm just saying um yeah i hadn't heard that and i I, I actually like that theory a lot. That, I do that, too. That is a huge possibility. And it has more evidence to support it because I think like with the whole spy thing, I think, you know, the whole Joseph Jacobs thing, uh, of course a, a spy, a German spy is going to tell you that, that, oh, okay, that, you know, Clarabella, you know, she's the one, you know, because he's going to, that's his whole job is to lie to the opposition. Similar to that John Titor thing or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever, it was John Titor, John Titor Ortiz. Um, Similar to that, when we were talking about those, like, lawyers, or one of them had, like, a lawyer, and he, like, took out all these, like, patents on all this stuff. Yeah. I feel like this is, of course, you're going to be able to sell a fucking book now because of this shit. You can mm-hmm. sell the movie rights to this now. Similar to that, of course, if you're the dude that's like, oh, I knew Bella, like, you know, obviously now you can sell, like, your book rights and all these things like that. Like, nobody gives a fuck. Like, you're lucky you're not on death row. You're a fucking German spy. Like, well, then also he was like one of the last people to get executed by firing. <laughs> so, I mean, he's probably trying to say whatever he could say yeah. to get out of what, you know, his execution. Yeah. yeah. That, that's why I, I, the whole German spy thing, I didn't buy into it. It is the most like romantic one. That's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, this is some fucking inglorious bastards type of shit. Yeah. And it's just, to me, it's just like, yeah, that's so unlikely. Yeah, and then the whole like uh, the whole dark arts one too, like where it's like, oh, it was the hand of glory or whatever. It just kind of seems like like when you really get into it, like it, it doesn't make any sense because like what the police are saying is just like it kind of looked like it was like carelessly, you know, you know, strewn away from the body. Yeah, yeah. or you know, which could easily have been like a fox or a fucking uh, fucking wolf or something like that, or even like a squirrel or chipmunk. They just kind of you know, as the body was rotting away, you know, took the hand took it, you know, five feet away and oops, okay. And then like other oops, animals are going to have it again. Yeah. And then other animals are going to like a hawk is going to come down or an owl and, you know, pick up a finger. And then that's where you find like that a mile away. Like when you look into the actual like hand of glory, you know, ritual, it looks like great care is done to like preserve this hand. And that I mean, if you would have found that like in the living room or like the study of somebody like of this Lord, you know, Coburn or whatever, his like place or whatever, 
then I think, okay, that, that holds more weight for the whole like witchcraft thing. But it just kind of seems like it was just carelessly like, you know, or just naturally just like found its way away from the body as opposed to, you know, Hey, we're going to, We'll render the fat. We're gonna make candles out of the fucking that digits make, and shit. That makes sense. I I, I agree with that. Uh, of course, that is assuming that that that's the ritual that took place. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we're already like that's a huge like leap of like I don't know, but maybe this. Mm-hmm. And like we don't know. Like that's why I like I like the theory of there's like some fucking uh, allure of witchcraft, and you don't know like who's out there. And he just wants to do some like crazy borderline satanic thing where he tries to conquer, conjure a demon Correct. by stuffing this woman down. It's like didn't work, and then the hand just goes missing. Hey, and this is like the this is like a time period before like Wikipedia and YouTube and shit. And so maybe he like this is the trial only, and error. Yeah, this is the only information that he has is like you know just like oh you got to cut the hand off, and then it's like oh shit, what do I do next? Kind of yeah. thing. So you're just reading off like everything that you're getting your information from is like Basuka Joe comics and like Basuka Joe comics is just one paragraph. Yeah. So that's how you get your witchcraft information <laughs> from this is one paragraph at a time. I did. I should have waited till next week when the God, next comic strip came God out. Damn it. <laughs> but I really do think, <laughs> I really do think that, you know, Bella or Clara Bella or whatever this Lou Bella, whatever her name really was at this time. It makes sense that, you know, hey, she was probably a lady of the night. She was a prostitute. She was a sex worker. She was somebody somebody that fell through the cracks. It does make sense, too, that, you know, somebody would, you know, sexually harass her. Because when, oh, yeah. when I heard, you know, the theories from, you know, the Uma Masep story or what whatnot, I was thinking of that movie Monster, you know, where that one prostitute where she goes, basically becomes a serial killer because that's a rough-ass life to lead because, you know, it's not like, you know, these men just, you know, take them to a nice chicken dinner and then have sex with them, give them 50 bucks, you know, that's the end of it. You know, they're not genuinely about it at all. You know, hey, they're abusing these women. They're smacking them around. You know, they think, you know, because they paid, you know, their $50 or their the the 22 quid to get, you know, their dude ranch, you know, you know spunked in the back of her throat, that they can do whatever they want to these, you know, ladies of the night. And, you know, hey, you know, she doesn't have any family probably in this area. She's probably... um uh, uh, her family a gypsy. Probably, even if her family does live in this area, her family probably, especially around this time, again, everybody's on their like Catholic high horse or whatever it may be. They probably don't want anything to do with her. Yeah. So, and I think that that's a really good explanation to why nobody knew her now. Like yeah. nobody knew who she was. Um, interesting. I, I really like that theory. Yeah, and I, I was. Just, it, I mean, I know this is a comedy podcast, but it really made me sad just thinking of it. It's just like, man. What a fucking life. But at the same time, all right, Jacob, we're going to cover this shit. We're going to solve what that mystery in 2020. Life. Solved. <laughs> solved. Consider it solved. She was yeah. a prostitute. She was a sex worker. Sorry. Yeah. Shout out to all the sex workers out there. I don't mean to offend you by calling you prostitutes. Oh, yeah. Shout out to a Bella Danger. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. Bella Danger. I don't know who that is, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. But don't know Bella uh, Belladonna, though. I, I don't. I don't. I don't recommend that one at all. Okay. Unless you got some weird fetishes and shit. But Oh, now I kind of want to look it up because see what it is. I don't know what that is. Yeah, you is. do like Beck Rawlings, so I mean, you might. I like Beck Rawlings, yes. Yeah, you might. It's a, it's that in-between area. I'm more of a, like I said, I'm more of a Bella Danger kind of guy, but. You know who April O'Neil is? I'm more of an April O'Neil. Wait, the Ninja Turtle reporter or? No, not, she took the name from, from the Ninja Turtle reporter. I'm going to have to look. Well, oh, oh, wait. Go ahead wait, and wait, look wait. it up because that's like. My personal favorite. <laughs> okay, April Neal. Shout out to her only fans. But Art, do you got anything else on this topic? That's it, guys. Um, I uh, weird topic. I thought because the research was here's this, here's the story, and part of the research is also here is the theories because the theories are actually what makes this story so like grandiose. Yeah, interesting and grandiose. Like, but I feel like it's probably closer to like almost nothing. Like murders happen on the daily in every mm-hmm. town in America around the world. And it's probably closer to that where almost like nothing happened. And like the fact that somebody spray painted those things or like tagged the Hoopa Bill and the witch elm took it one step higher. And like yeah. that one act took it to the next level. You know what? It's kind of like the Browning Road lady, if you will. <laughs> yeah. You know, like our local legend here. Well, it's not here, here, but like in Delano or. Yeah. It's between here and Delano. It's like the Browning Road travels from it, so instead of taking the freeway, you could take Browning Road and it links Bakersfield to Delano. Okay, yeah. And it's just like, okay, there's that one lady that, well, there's a lot of people that have died on that road. But, you know, that that lore of, you know, that lady dying and she now haunts that area, you know, kind of like lets her name live in infamy for 
pretty much of all time. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shitty. It's a shitty road, so I don't <laughs> recommend anybody driving out there. Mm-hmm. I, I think I told you, like me, Ben, and Monica, all who have been on this podcast, we used to drive out there all the time, and then we found out that there's a haunted Tony's Pizza out there. What the fuck? Yeah, so I really, really want to go to that Tony's Pizza. Actually, if we ever have pizza on the podcast, we got to make sure it's from that Delano Tony's Pizza okay. that's supposed to be haunted. I really want to go there. If we're going to do... Actually, if we ever do a on-the-road type of episode... <laughs> Like, that's where I want to do it from. I just want to do, like, an EVP session. Because even if there's no ghost, at least we know for a fact there's pizza. At least you'll get some ASMR. Yeah. That's, that's like, one way I think <laughs> I want to start, like, making money is just, like, doing... Speaking of sex working, <laughs> <laughs> this body's not going to ever get me any money on an OnlyFans account. But it's sure, like, I've been told, like, ever since I was a child that I make eating food look good. Like, even, <laughs> like, on the YouTube. That's a weird thing to tell a child. Someone, yeah. Who, who's telling you this, Jacob? Uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> Which uncle told you this? Oh shit, <laughs> the one in Salt Lake. No, I mean, uh, no, but a lot of people would say. Keith actually said that too. He goes, "I was not hungry when you were eating that chicken, but when you started eating that chicken, dude, man, like I became super hungry." But I even got like direct messages like on our YouTube channel saying this, like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, yeah, that was some good ass. That would look like a good ass breakfast burrito you're eating, man." Oh, okay, all right. I was like, what are you talking about? So I'm going to become an ASMR artist. Yeah, oh, dude, I, I don't blame you. Yeah, man, like, that's where the money is right now. Yeah. I, I just want to start crumbling paper, like... <laughs> <laughs> Boop. Anyways, I do want to give a shout-out. If you haven't figured it out, I'm switching up the shout-outs every week, so it's not the same Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren, Elizabeth Jackman. This this week, I really want to give a shout-out to Kim and Kat. It's their 100th episode. I think it's coming out this Tuesday, if mm. I'm correct. Yeah. So, shout-out to them. Uh, 100 episodes is uh, no no uh, no, no easy, no, no, yeah, no joke, no easy um, accomplishment. Uh, it's tough. Sometimes podcasting can get difficult, because especially when it's two people. Yeah. You know, we're on two different schedules. We try to, like, sync our schedules up to do this thing, and coming up with a topic, coming up with, like, all these things... All the things that they do, I don't even know the things that they do. Like they have to watch a movie every time and yeah. do all their research on it and plot it out and all the things. And they're so good with their fans, their Sammies. So shout out to them. Keep doing what you're doing. And um, you can find them on the Podbelly Network because I mean I dropped the ball on that. We're supposed to shout out a Podbelly oh, podcast at the beginning of every episode, but it's we'll in do- the intro music. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We covered it. But yeah, go check out Kim and Kit. Um, they actually messaged me. Um, they, nice. They said that, hey, uh, I don't know if this is Art or Jacob, but uh, Art sent us a really sweet message. Oh, yeah. I was like, man, I hope he didn't sexually harass either one of you. I said, shut the fuck up. Get off the <laughs> podcast. is for men. <laughs> Damn. But they said they enjoyed every second of it, being sexually harassed by you. So, uh... <laughs> podcast is for men. Get out. I'm just kidding. No, they have a great podcast. Honestly, I was thinking about their podcast. Here. Oh, because they cover the ritual. That's the other uh-huh. thing. And like I was like, God damn, like their the concept of their podcast is so unique. Like it reminds me a little bit of like My Fair Murder. So if you're into My Fair Murder, go check them out, you'll love it right away. Yeah. But um but it's they're covering horror movies, which is what I love. I love horror movies. I was a child of the eighties and I'm a child of like early nineties horror and I hate two thousands two thousands, early two thousands, but I think horror is making a big comeback now. Um, now that like that whole like found footage shit is over with, yeah, uh, I think people are actually challenging themselves to make cool horror again, and I'm excited for that. And for some reason, I linked them to that because they're covering a lot of those like cool new horror movies. I hope that they do Birdemic. Um, <laughs> I don't think they will, but I I hope that one day they cover Birdemic. I'm still mad at you for making me watch that movie. Dude, Birdemic's amazing. Dude, you say that now, but. That's how people felt about The Room, and like later on, The Room got its own movie about The Room, the making of The Room. But see, <laughs> The Room was supposed to be a serious movie. Burdemic, this was supposed to be a horror movie. But Birdemic just seems like, oh, all right, we're going to try to make... I don't, but you know, it's been years since I watched it, and I think I'm associated with like the last time you tried to make Chomperado. <laughs> we were, you were trying to make Chomperado with... Uh, it was like in like November-ish or whatever, and we were watching... No, it was probably October, because we were trying to watch Birdemic. But I was like so mad at you messed up the Chomperado. Chomperado. Was I, are you sure I wasn't just making hot chocolate? Because I don't know how to make Chomperado. Was it just oh, grandma's Abuelita. hot chocolate? Yeah, it was Abuelita. Oh, uh, yeah, I probably fucked that up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how do you fuck this up? Or I am half white as shit. Oh, man. You got to do this. I was teaching. I was teaching. I was white explaining. I was white explaining how to make fucking Abuelita's hot chocolate. I, I gotta, I'm going to get some like Ghirardelli's shipped to your house as an apology for that one. 
It's all good, <laughs> man. I forgave you for that. But um, with all this random jumbling, it's pretty much time to wrap this episode up. So make sure you go to <laughs> all of the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A1. Uh, make sure you check out Caveman Coffee uh, using the code, promo code AMERICA for 15% off. Make sure you're checking out El Yucateco Hot Sauce. You know, they are the official sponsors of the Arctic to America podcast. Again, El Yucateco could be found in anywhere they sell food. And if they don't sell food there, fuck that place. Don't shop there. Um, make sure you go to our Patreon. You know, make sure if you like what you're listening to and you want to, you know, help keep this podcast free, you know, for years and years and years until fucking the end of time. You know, just donate one dollar, you know, and we'll make sure that each one of those dollars goes feeding a hungry child, such as Art or myself. Feed me. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, check out the website. I spent a lot of time on that recently, again, to try to add some, like, nice little touches. Because uh, a bunch of people on Reddit were like, you need to do this, this, and this to make it cooler. And I was like, okay, I didn't think about those things. So I tweaked it a little bit for some of the people on Reddit that were talking some shit. Because I don't know that much about building a website, so I'm learning from scratch. Yep. So uh, go easy on me. Reddit. <laughs> so with that said, everybody, uh, make sure you check out the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out Kim and Ket. Try to stay alive. Check out the, the entire po- uh, Podbelly Network. Correct. And with that said, everybody, hey, have a good night. Good night. For every mystery, there is someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is watching. Perhaps it's you.